0: Hey, let's open up our Bibles to um, Deuteronomy, this fan is killing me, Deuteronomy chapter five, we're going to start there. As I promised last week, uh, we were going to honor the moms today, and, uh, but there was a boy, he asked, they were at the dinner table, and he asked, um, he asked his dad, are, he said, dad, are bugs good to eat? And, you know, the dad said, hey, let's not talk about those kinds of things. We're at the dinner table. And so he dropped it. And, and after dinner was over, the, the dad went back to the son and said, okay, now, what is it that you want to know about? You know, What is it that you want to ask me? He says, oh, nothing. He said, there was a bug in your soup, but now it's gone. <laughs> Kids, you know. There was these four guys, they were in the hospital waiting room, and uh, their wives were having babies. Four different guys, right? And the nurse comes up to the first guy and says, congratulations, you're the father of twins. What would you say? He said, that's odd. I work for the Minnesota Twins. The next guy she comes up to and says, congratulations, you're the father of triplets. And guess what? Guess what he said? That's weird. I work for 3M. So she goes to the third man and says, you're, you're the father of quadruplets. And she said, he said, that's strange. I, I work for the Four Seasons Hotel. And the last man that's there, he's like banging his head against the wall. Like he is completely freaking out. He says, And they ask him, like, what's wrong with you? He says, I work for 7-Up. <laughs> I don't know how many kids you have, but <clears throat> kids are awesome, but... What I want to talk about today is, is honoring our father and our mother. We, we, we talked about the dads last week, Father's Day. Uh, but let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 16. It says, Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Honor your father and your mother. So we're not, just, we're not just getting all touchy-feely here. This is biblical, and we're looking at what God's Word says here to do. But look at the promises that He gives here. It, affects, it actually affects how long we live and how, it, you know, that it would go well with us. That's kind of interesting. How you treat your mom and your dad affects your life. Paul quotes it again, just so you know, it's not some Old Testament law. By the way, this is coming right out of the Ten Commandments, right? Uh, Paul quotes this same verse in Ephesians chapter 6. So, to honor your father and your mother, and we, we, uh, I read here uh, one definition of this word for honor was to revere, to prize, and to value. To revere, to prize, and to value. So we talked last week about the dads, and so I promised that we would give the moms a chance this week. And dads, that was pretty cool. And of course, we have one the one added thing about uh, what we talked about last week is they have a heavenly father who is always there. He's completely faithful, forever and ever, uh, for us. But but moms, you know, moms are just awesome. They're just awesome. I have to say that. How many of you have a mom? I'm just checking. (laughs) You never know these days, right? It's a strange world we live in. Uh, there was a teenager, and uh, he went into the kitchen. His mom was making dinner, of course. I say, of course, but sometimes dads make dinner and he he went th- he went through the room and he put a piece of paper on the counter and then he took a seat at the table and he just waited, right? And so she was busy, but finally she stopped and she got the the piece of paper, and she dried her hands and picked it up and read what her son had written. This is what he had written. Cutting the grass, $10. Cleaning my room all week, $5. Running errands, $2. Two hours of babysitting, $10. Taking out the garbage, $2. Maintaining good grades, $5. Total owed, $34. And he watched his mom as as, a... she examined this bill that he's, you know, given to her. And she didn't say anything, but she got a pen out of her pocket. And she turned the paper over and she began to write. Now, you know where this is going. <laughs> she, she wrote and just left it on the counter and then she went back to making dinner. And he went over to it and he was curious and he picked it up. And, and, he, and his mother had written these things. Nine months of pregnancy, no charge. Late night feedings, no charge. Diaper changes, no charge. Potty training, no charge. Bandaging scrapes and scratches, no charge. Bedtime stories, no charge. Doctor and dentist visits, no charge. Taxi service, no charge. Academic tutoring, no charge. Cheerleading, no charge. Hugs and encouragement, no charge. Etiquette training, no charge. Food procurement and meal preparation, no charge. Clothes, toys, et cetera, no charge. Total owed, no charge. The boy looked up and he just kind of, he knew. He was all done. He took the paper and he he turned it over and he scribbled on it, on this bill that he'd given to her, paid in full. And he hugged his mother and he whispered, I love you. You know, we have so much to appreciate. and, and, And not that every mom is the perfect mom, I know that. You know, we all have, we're all human, we're all imperfect. And moms are not a perfect mom on the planet, but you know what? They get pretty close, I think, sometimes. And so we need to honor them, I think, and uh, how we treat them, what we say to them. But I think uh, it's even more than that, how we live our lives is, is a way we can honor our mothers. I want you to turn with me first to John chapter 16. I have a bunch of verses I want to look at today and then we have communion so we're going to move quickly. John chapter 16 first though and, and I think as I as I went through these verses and, and uh, there's some themes that come out about, about moms, themes that come out about, you know, what moms do, what they're like, what they should do, and, and then those that are spiritual as well. Um, but John chapter 16, verse 21, Jesus is speaking here. He says, a woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. That is a mixed, you know, being a mom is like a mixed bag. It's got a lot, of stick, a lot of stuff going on in there. He talks about anguish, right? He talks about pain. But then he says that the joy, almost the joy of actually having this child in your hands right there, it kind of overshadows all the other things. Not easy to have a kid. They said that if, if men had to have babies, it just wouldn't happen. Right? Right? And so for moms, you know, uh, the pain and the anguish, the carrying. She carried us. She carried us within her own physical body. I mean, can you imagine that? She carried you. She took care of us. What I've seen mostly... Now, there's exceptions to everything, but I've seen mostly that moms, they, they, they just do their best. They do the best they can with what they have. That's what I've seen, too. Some of, uh, some of the, what are, what are some of mom's favorite sayings? What's that? Wait till your dad comes home. That's definitely one of them. What else? What are some of mom's favorite sayings in your house? Your, your sins will find you out. That's right. You're going to get caught. You will get caught. What else? I brought you in the world and I can take you out. I brought you in the world and I can take you out. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Don't tell my wife that. Don't tell my mother that for sure. What else? Any others? How about this? Because I said so. That's why. How about this? Uh, if, your, if your friends told you to jump off a cliff, would you? You know? If you keep on looking cross-eyed, your eyes are going to stay that way. How about this? Two words. Go play. Like, What does that mean? Go play. What, what does that mean? I don't know. Always wear clean underwear yeah. in case you were ever in a car accident. Amazing. It's not an easy job being a mom, though, is it? It takes heart and soul. It, it, takes, it takes so much. I, I, I found uh, we're going to go back and work our way through, but uh, way, way back in Genesis 3, it says, Adam named his wife Eve Eve. Because she would become the mother of all the living. She was like the first mother, Eve. And he named her that, like this word life, uh, that that she would be the mother of all living. And I was wondering too, like, what do you call your mother? I'm just curious. What do you call your mother? Mom? Mom? Is that the kind of favorite? That's what I use too. Amazing. Anybody else call them something different? Maybe in another language or something. I'm just curious. it's all just mom. There's a lot of moms in the scriptures and I want to look at, it's very instructive. So let's start back in Judges chapter 5. Judges chapter 5. Joshua judges Ruth and and, uh, and then we'll work our way into the New Testament. Like I said, we're going to have to go quickly. Uh, Judges chapter 5, verse 7. There's a mom there. And her name was Deborah. Let's see if I can get my page open here. Judges chapter 5, verse 7. There's a lot of stuff there, but but look at verse 7. It says, Village life in Israel ceased. Ceased until I, Deborah, arose. Arose a mother in Israel. The story about Deborah, and this is like her poem, this is her song that she's singing here. But the fact is that, that she rose up, God, uh, God raised her up to be a, uh, one of the what's called the judges in Israel, and she rose up to be a leader in Israel. But look at that, it says there were, things were not going well, village life ceased, things were not happening until she rose up to be a mother in Israel, a leader. Look at verse 9, she said, my heart... Is with Israel's princes, with the willing volunteers among the people. Praise Yahweh. Praise the Lord. This mom, she was raised up to, to be a leader, but she had a heart. She said, My heart. If there's one thing that I know about, about moms, is this, this thing about the heart? It's something very deep, it's something very real. It can also be very painful. I, I understand that too. But this this woman here, Deborah, she says, My heart is with the princes and with the willing volunteers. She had wisdom there as well. Let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 1 about that guy Samuel, that young man Samuel. There's something uh, about his mom. 1 Samuel Samuel chapter 1 and verse 27 and 28. Samuel's mother, she says, I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord, and for his whole life he will be given over to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there. Samuel came as a result of prayer. These things, and as I look at these verses, I want to see what do you see about, what can you see, what can we look at and, and notice about the mom. And if there's one thing we see, is that she was a woman of prayer. We've already heard that about people who, who's, who testified about their mothers being people of prayer. But she wasn't only willing to pray, she was also willing to, to sacrifice and actually give this child over. And you can read the whole story. She literally gave him over to serve the Lord. She left him there, to serve the Lord she had other kids I believe after that but but this this one Samuel look at chapter 2 right there first Samuel chapter 2 and verses 1 and 2 it says that she prayed again it says and and look what she says she says my heart rejoices in the Lord In the Lord, my horn is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. What's the one word that I think of when I read these verses? It's worship. She worshiped God. But you see, there's something, about, something else about this when you read this, this word. She, she knew where her hope was. She knew where it was coming from. It wasn't coming from her husband. It wasn't coming from her situation. It wasn't coming from the things around it. And, and, and for a mom to just kind of have that trust in God that, you know what, God is going to do this thing. My hope is is in the Lord. There's no one holy like the Lord. There's no one beside you. There's no rock like our God. There's nobody who I can depend on except the Lord. Now, moms, I I don't necessarily see moms saying that all the time, but I see them doing it. I see them. I see you moms doing that. I'm going to hold on to God. I'm going to trust in Him. He's the only rock. There's no one else besides you. Look down in verse 9, 1 Samuel 2, verse 9 and 10. It says, He will guard the feet of His saints, but the wicked will be silenced in darkness. It is not by strength that one prevails. Those who oppose the Lord will be shattered. He will thunder against them from heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to His King and exalt the horn of His anointed. There's just some wisdom that came to this woman there, this praying woman, this woman who worshipped, this woman who trusted in the Lord. And she had the wisdom. It says, not by strength that we're going to make it through. It's by the Lord. When we fight against the Lord, we're going to be shattered. We're not going to make it through, she says. What is one of the most famous chapters in the Bible about women? Do I have to ask? Pardon? Proverbs 31. Let's turn there. Proverbs 31. You already knew this. As I knew that you would. And you know what? It, it, it's kind of a it's an amazing chapter. We're not going to read every verse because it's very long. But but <clears throat> uh, look at verse one. And, and and really we we don't even normally talk about this part when we talk about. Uh, Proverbs 31, the Proverbs 31 woman, and that kind of thing. But look at verse 1. It says, the sayings of King Lemuel an oracle, his mother taught him. His mother taught him. O O oh my son, O oh son of my womb, O oh son of my vows, do not spend your strength on women, your vigor on those who ruin kings. It's not for kings, O oh Lemuel, not for kings to drink wine, crave beer, lest they drink and forget what the law Decrees and deprive the all the oppressed of their rights. In other words, this 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 mother she taught him things that he was able to put into practice in his life. And as he was then a king, it goes on. So there's there's this wisdom again that comes from the mother that's passed on to the son. Later in the chapter, speaking about you know a godly woman and, and a wife of noble character, verse ten who can find she's worth far more than rubies and 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 all the things that that this example of a godly woman would be like and i mean sometimes you read it i can imagine you can read it and go wow that's almost overwhelming there's so much there but there's something about what we're talking about here today found near the end look at verse 28 it says her children arise and call her blessed her husband also and he praises her Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Honor, let her children arise. Let her husband also arise and, and bless her. You know, well, we don't, I don't think that we're... That we're uh, in tune enough to honor our moms and say listen just thank you for just bringing me into the world because without you i wouldn't even be here thank you for for taking care of me when i couldn't take care of myself when i was just a baby to honor her give her the reward she has earned maybe some of us have you got that philosophy you know well if i give her a reward now then she won't have one in heaven that you know He just says, give it to her. Give her the reward. Let her know. If your mom is still alive, let her know now while you can. Honor her. How about Isaiah chapter 49? Isaiah chapter 49. A couple of books ahead here. Chapter 49, verse 15. This is God speaking, and he's using the example of a mother. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 15. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands, your walls are before. Ever before me, it's the Lord speaking about the fact that he would never forget his people. But he uses the, the mother. He says, can, can a mother like forget? It's like uh, the example we got back here from Rick. You know, you know, will you ever stop worrying about me? No. Can you ever forget about me? No. It's just not the usual thing, is it? How about Isaiah chapter 66? Isaiah 66, verse 13. I love the Bible. I I don't know if you know that or not. I don't just uh, do this because, uh, you know, I'm paid to do it, but I love this book, and it's the most incredible book that has been or ever will be written. And when you see these things in here, look at verse 13, Isaiah 66. He says, as a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort it. Comfort you, and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. Again, he uses an example of a mother who was comforting her child, and, and you, know, you know, the child gets hurt, and dad says, "Oh, just get up, you know, tough it out. And the mom says, oh, let me come here, let me take care of you. Let me, let me, let me see what the, what the matter is first. The kid's got a broken arm, and dad's telling him to tough it out. Jumping into the New Testament, Luke chapter 1. Let's turn there. Luke chapter 1, verse 46. Who are we talking about here? Mary, the mother of Jesus. And, you know, Mary was a very, very blessed woman. There is no question about it. But, but she's not to be worshipped or she's not to be prayed to, okay? It, it's just not biblical, but she was very, very blessed, and there was something very special about her and the things that she had to go through and things that she had to experience in her life. But there's just an example about her as well. Again, not to lift her up, but, but, but what, what we see in her life. Look at verse uh, uh, 46, uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 46. Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Again, this, this worship that comes out of the heart of this, this, this gal, this mother. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. She knew where to point to. She knew to say that, that he was the rock, that he is the only one that we can trust. Look to uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 34 and 35, and there's so much more there, but chapter 2, verse 34 and 35. It says, Then Simeon, who was there in the, the temple courts, and it said this man, he was, he was waiting for the Messiah to come. And it had been revealed to him, it says, by the Holy Spirit. He wouldn't die before he had seen the Lord's Christ, the Messiah. It says, limit, uh, Simeon, he blessed them. Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. And said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Is there a cost to being a mom, you know? It goes deep, doesn't it? It goes deep. Of course, we know that That, you know, he's prophesying here also about the cross, that the cross was coming. But to be a mom, you know, it's very deep. There's, you know, I see it. I watch it. A sword will pierce your own soul too. Is there healing? Yes, there is. Is there joy? Yes, there is. Look at verse 48 right there. Chapter 2. You know, the the time when Jesus kind of was, he was uh, not keeping up with the the group of family and he got left behind and they got all kind of worried and and upset and everything. And in verse 48, when his parents saw him, they were astonished and his mother said to him. And there's one of those sayings, son, why have you treated us like this? She was a mom. She was just a mom like everybody, you know, like all the other moms. She, you know, she was in an incredible position, being the mom of the Messiah, obviously. But, you know, why? Why are you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Verse 49, why were you searching for me? He asked, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house about my father's business, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. They didn't understand And then he went down to Nazareth, verse 51, with them, and he was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. It says that about her. She, she didn't understand all these things. She didn't, it didn't make sense. Everything wasn't clear to her, but it says that she treasured these things in her heart. She took these things inside her, in her heart, and she just said, you know, I, I just kind of hold it there. I'm just going to protect it there. And, and, and you know, Going through life raising kids and being a mom, you know, it's not always easy, but and sometimes you just take these things in your heart and and you don't know what you're gonna do with them, but you just treasure them there and hold on to them there and see what God will do. One of my favorite favorite verses about Mary though is in Luke excuse me, in John chapter two, if you'll turn there. We're almost done here. We're gonna have communion. I've asked a couple of moms to come and pray. Uh, John chapter 2, verse 5, this tells you the heart of Mary. She kind of asked him, like, well, you know, what about the wine? What about the wedding? And, you know, what's going on? Verse 5, though, this this pretty much sums it up. His mother, Jesus' mother, said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. Who's he? Jesus, do whatever Jesus tells you. And and can there be any better wisdom that comes from a mom to to a child? Just do whatever Jesus tells you to do. For a mom to raise up her child to know. So many other ones we don't have time to turn to. I'll just refer to them, though. In in, in the book of Acts, it says that, you know, they were praying. Acts chapter 1. Mary the mother of Jesus was there. She was a woman of prayer. I thought about, you know, the mother of James and John, the two disciples and and she was the mom who came to Jesus and said, you know, I just she kneeled down and and before Jesus and said, I just have a favor I want to ask of you and and moms will do this kind of thing too and he said, what do you what is it you want? She said, Grant that one of these two sons of mine sit on your right and the other to sit on your left. In other words, I, I want them to have a, a good spot, you know. I want my son to be a doctor and a lawyer and all that. You know, the moms, they want this stuff for their kids. They want the best. And, and you know, Jesus' answer, he says, well, you know, that's, you know, can they go through the, what I'm going to go through? And yes, they would, but he says, those places aren't for me to give to them. Mark the... Uh, the writer of the Gospel of Mark, it says in Acts 12 that, that uh, at her house, they were having a prayer meeting. And it says many people had gathered there and they were praying in Acts chapter 12. She was a, a woman of hospitality, but she was also a woman of prayer. Another example, Timothy. And, and this is just you know, how people's lives are affected. I believe the prayers of Mark Mark's mother affected him deeply, even though he he had a lot to learn. Timothy, who became Paul's uh, disciple and and wrote uh, that Paul wrote the books of 1 and 2 Timothy 2. Uh, Paul, it says in Acts 16, he came to Derby and and he found this disciple Timothy. uh, And it says about him that his mother was a Jewess and a believer, but his father was a Greek. And then in 2 Timothy, it says, uh, Paul says to Timothy, I've been reminded of your sincere faith, which which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. Timothy's mother was a woman of faith. She had this sincere faith. She was a believer, and and she passed that on to Timothy, and Timothy uh, went on to serve the Lord. One more that I found that I that I, uh, I hadn't really noticed before, but in Romans 16, Paul's got a whole list of greetings, and he says this, Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. is that cool? Paul the Apostle is saying, Listen, greet, greet your mom, greet Rufus, and greet, greet uh, his mom too, because his mom was like a mother to me. Sometimes moms, you know, I, I don't see, like I so, said, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I can't be a mom to you. I can't, I, I see it more like uh, moms that, you know, it's just in them. I think what she's, what Annie shared about her mother, like she, it's just in her. Even even though now she's, you know, got Alzheimer's and, and, and can't, doesn't really know a lot about what's going on, but, but moms who are there and, and And maybe there's people around you that that just need the mother's wisdom and love. Can Barbara and Val come on up? Val's been like a mother to me. Seriously, Barbara has been like a mother to me. It's, it's almost difficult to talk about it because, you know, we moved out here 25 years ago and, and uh, you know, we left our families back home and our moms. Uh, but Barbara, she kind of yells at me like my mother does, and it makes me feel very comfortable. <laughs> so I want to honor these two moms because, you know, you know, I just read to you about Timothy, you know, the grandmother Lois and the mother Eunice and then passed on to the children as well. And I thank God for mothers. Come on come on up. Actually, actually why don't you sit there for a minute because we're going to sing a song while we pass out the communion. But I wanted to just put you on the spot, basically. <laughs> So, so let's thank God for moms and, and uh, for all that they do and their influence. And, and I want to say, if you're a mom, that, you know, God bless you and I honor you in the name of Jesus because, you know, for all that you do, and, and, and I know it's not an easy job and, and, and it's sometimes thankless and, and sometimes uh, you feel discouraged and you feel defeated and sometimes you feel like you know, you're just not doing that great of a job, just just be the best you can. Just do the best you can. And be all that God wants you to be and, and let God use you in this world. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's just amazing how God will use a godly mom. Let's pray together first, shall we? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and we thank you for the moms that we have. We only have one mom and then we have others perhaps that that kind of also fill that role in our lives and we thank you for each and every one of them Lord and we honor them and we we thank you that you've given to us life through them and and I'll go in all the way back to Eve the mother of all the living and and father I I I just pray Lord that uh, you would bless the moms that are here and, and perhaps even some that never had children, that, that you'd bless them as well as they look out for those around them, relatives and friends and neighbors and, and other kids that, that they're involved, that, that so many need the help that only uh, a woman can give. Father God, uh, we honor them here today, Lord, but we also honor you. Uh, and as we come to share in communion. We think of uh, this Jesus, your son that you sent and was carried by a woman, Mary, who, who uh, told those around just to do whatever he tells you. We think of Jesus who came and, and uh, gave his life. He died upon the cross for, for the sins of all the world. And and that he was buried, that he, was, that he rose from the dead. And as we celebrate communion, that we can have life that comes through the Son, comes through Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. And we come to the cross this morning, Lord. We thank you for it. And I, I also want to pray for any here today that have never uh, accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, as Savior. If that's you here today, before you would partake of communion, you can make this right, and you can simply cry out to him today. And you can ask him to be that savior. You can come to the cross even now as we sing, even now as we us pray, and you can, you can cry out and say, Jesus, I am lost, I'm a sinner, and save me. Be my savior today. I receive you. I trust in you. I believe in you. Father, help us today, we pray. We need your help more than anything. In Jesus' name. Amen.